Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Horrendous call, and it was horrendous. The horrendous call, which secured the win for San Diego State against Creighton in the first game yesterday. There, of course, in um, where was the game? Was it in Louisville? I think it was in the uh, in that regional in which uh, in the South regional in which, of course, uh, San Diego State advanced to their first ever Final Four. Uh, that call is so bad, and the broadcasting wasn't great either. We'll get to that, but the call first. Um, you, under any circumstances. If you're an official, and this time the fellow's name is Lee Castle, who made the call. And, you know, getting paid, this is the way it goes. You make a call that America doesn't like, you're going to have to deal with it. Uh, that call, the fact that it's debated, and we debated it on TV, we've debated it everywhere. I've got a million texts about it. The fact that you are debating a call like that, uh, last second uh, play, uh, regional final and a final four bid, a final four appearance on the table between two teams at 56 all that had never been to a final four. The fact, and you have only caught 11 fouls in total in the second half, 22 in a game. The fact that you blow your whistle and make that call in that sequence is an absolute disgrace. Play in overtime. Go play five more minutes. It is, is it a foul? All right. I mean, maybe you want to call that a foul. It was a, it was a little gentle push even the shooter said, you know, I should have made it. Uh, so he didn't seem to be that wrapped up on the foul. Well, I would have made it if I didn't get fouled. He didn't say that. Uh, it's just a horrendous call. To end a regional final with a second left on that kind of call is sinful. And that's just all there is to it. I mean, they had not blown a whistle throughout their whole game. Again, they only made 22 foul calls total. They only made in the second half 11. They were banging each other constantly. It was a very physical game. They only scored in the mid-50s, and for them to sit there at, in a tie scenario where you know you're sitting in overtime, you do not, under any circumstances, blow your whistle in that spot to decide a huge game like this. I, I was trying to think in, in the NBA and other games where we've had this, I mean, Clarity, of course, made that awful call for P.J. in the 89 final with Seton Hall, Michigan, but I can't recall too many calls on this level that I just were... Just really vehemently opposed to. Uh, you cannot, you got to have a feel of the game. I mean, geez. I mean, it's not like uh, somebody had a huge advantage. It's not like somebody was the better team. These are two even teams. They both couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. They're, you know, they're physical. They had played last year. The game went into overtime. So you knew going in it was going to be a close game, close to contested game. Uh, Creighton got the basket to tie it up there off the bad inbounds play. And Shireman makes the layup. And right off that scenario, if you're the official, with whatever it was, was about 11 seconds uh, when they inbounded the ball, maybe more than that, but then he, he he's told to go to the hoop with six seconds. You got to just keep your whistle in the pocket. I mean, if he makes it, great. And if he doesn't, we'll play another five minutes. And if he gets pounded or if he gets hacked, you know, he gets knocked to the ground with full force, okay. If it's sort of like C, if it's sort of like Rams, Saints, that kind of play, which cost the, C, uh, the, the Saints, they had a chance to recover, they didn't, which at the time cost the Saints a Super Bowl. 
Bobberth? You want to sit there and tell me if this foul is on that level? I can live with it. All right, you know what? That's a bad foul. I mean, it's so obvious. You have to call it. I'll live with it. This foul in this situation, it, it, it's just, a, it's mind-boggling that you would determine a Final Four participant on that kind of foul. And I don't care who is sitting there writing about it, and it's a good call. Vital did. Our man Lapis did. Don Van Nata did. Seth Davis did. The fact that we're sitting here and debating it, and we are debating it, this was, we led with this on the first take. The fact that we are debating this kind of call tells you all you need to know about the disaster of the call. If you are debating the last two seconds of a regional final based on a foul call, whether it's a good call or a bad call or a call you can't make, do make, that's all you need to know. You can't have a call like this be debated at the end of the game. I mean, that's, that, that, that's not, it, I mean, if you want to tell me it was, you know, that, um, Crate, that Creighton was up a point, I don't even call it then. Or you want to tell me that where, in fact, he's got to make both free throws to beat you? Maybe, maybe. I, but, I mean, in this situation when you know that if you don't blow your whistle, if he doesn't make the shot, we've got five more minutes to determine who goes to the uh, Final Four in Houston. That is the way to go. And for the official, in this case, Castle, not to have any feel of that whatsoever, is, is to me, it's mind-boggling. It is absolutely mind-boggling. All good officials, and listen, I've spent a lot of time with a lot of them, a lot of them. Bennett Salvador, I give you a million names. Bob Kennedy, Bennett Salvador, Mike Callahan, you name it. Uh, Joey Crawford, a million of them. All the NBA, but a million of them. You can't get yourself involved in a game scenario like that and have the game won or lost by you blowing a whistle on what is really at best a dubious call. You can't do it. You got to stay out of the way. You just got to stay out of the way. And this guy didn't do it. After they did not make a call like this throughout the whole game. They did not call one hand check foul in the whole game. Not one. Yet these, they decided here, or Castle did, to call a hand check foul. I mean, you, you got to be kidding me. Now, Creighton took the high road like PJ did. Creighton said, yeah, we have plenty of chances to win. McDermott's a classy guy. Fine. I guarantee you, if you went out to dinner with McDermott tonight, he's throwing his steak dinner against the wall about how he got screwed not being in the Final Four, or at least not having a chance to play another five minutes to see who's in the Final Four. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It's, it's, you can't do it. And listen, I love Spinarco, so I hate to do, and I love Iron, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to do it. Uh, I understand, you know, Spinarco is a clinician. I get that. That's the way he broadcasts a game. He is a clinician. He's going to tell you, spin of the ball, this, that. He, that's the way he does the ball game. But for him to sit there and tell us that the reason a call had to be made is because the offensive guy has a little bit of an advantage. Jim, Jim, get, get, get a feel of the ball game, will you please? Get the, get the lay of the land. I mean, the idea that he had a half a step and he got a little bump and that is why you have to make the call. The offensive players should not be penalized. Nonsense. Make the shot. Nonsense. Make the shot. Have a little feel, Jim. Please. On and on and on. And when's the last time Steratore ever get on television in any situation or any of these rules officials and at least one said, you know what? I'm not sure if you make that call considering the situation. And the idea that somehow, some way, that you a foul's a foul in the first quarter and a foul's a foul in the, No, it's not. Okay? Just like a three-point shot is not the same in the first five minutes as it is in the last 30 seconds. 
Okay, the game evolves. So a foul call is, you can't recover from a bad foul call or a questionable foul call. So to sit there and say, well, a foul's a foul, you got to call. No, it's not. It's not. You got to look at the game that you're broadcasting or look at a game that you're officiating and say, hold on now. It's 56-56. We haven't caught a thing all day. I'm going to call this and, and, and present the game and, and put the game and, and make the game concluded on a call the second to go. I'm not doing that. And again, Spinarco, he's a clinician, but somebody has to at least sit there and say, hold on now, time out. Time out. And again, the next official that Steratore questions will be his first. The next one that he questions will be his first. You got to have some level of common sense, guys, please, from the official. And I love Ian. He's great. And I love him. But let's be honest. Somebody in that booth for six or seven minutes has to at least, and it went on forever, has to at least say, guys, 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 before we sit there and say this is the right call, can we look at the situation of the game and the fact they hadn't made a foul call like this for 40 minutes and now we're going to call this? Somebody there, and it's got to be Ian. He's the play-by-play guy. Somebody there has got to at least address the scenario that we are that we are addressing now. And that was not addressed. Somebody's got to say, guys, 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 time out. All right, it's a bump. But I mean, are you going to end the game on this call? Really? America doesn't think it should have been called. A lot of coaches didn't think it. Barkley didn't think it should have been called. I had Seth Greenberg on today. He didn't think it should have been called. Jason Williams, who's won a championship, he was on today. He didn't think it should have been called. So the idea that this is somehow not debatable, that it's a definite foul, is a bunch of nonsense. And somebody in that booth, uh, you know, on the court there from a CBS standpoint has got to at least address the fact, guys, we're going to end the game on a ticky-tack foul. Really? This is what we're going to do here. And that was not addressed. And then CBS, when they went to freaking to, to, to New York, what did they spend 20 minutes on? The unsuing play on the pass with a second to go. I mean, you guys, 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 have a clue what America's talking about. All right. Have a clue. Nobody cared about a long heave from 1.1 seconds in which they were never going to score. All right? I know you're going to give me Leitner and all that nonsense. That's happened once in a lifetime. Nobody cares. Leitner's play with uh, Grant Hill. Nobody's talking. Nobody cares about that. You come to that studio center right away and you address this scenario. Thank God Barkley was there. He said, guys, what are we doing? I mean, he finally said something. This is ridiculous. The fouls what we got to talk about, not this. This is stupid. I mean, who in the world's making that decision? That this is what America's thinking about when that game is over. The inbounds play after the foul call. I mean, come on. I mean, anybody, any 10-year-old could have told you that. Who's the producer there? That's ridiculous. That is absolutely absurd that they went to the studio as soon as that game was over and addressed the pass and who knocked it out of bounds. What? That's what you're doing here? Oh, my God almighty, please, please, please. Somebody on the court, and it's got to be Ian, has to address the big picture in the room is that we are ending a regional final. That's like ending a game seven for these teams. And I have followed the NBA for six, 55 years and in a game five or a game seven. The only one that I can remotely think about that may have been decided on a foul call and the Pistons and Chuck Daly went to their graves hating it was the Bill Lambeer call on Kareem in game seven in 88. That's the only one. That is the only one. There's no others. 
I can't. You, you got a, you got an elimination game in the last second in the history of the NBA in which they called a foul like this and won a championship on a free throw? Where? Show it to me. I got to see that. Even Jordan wouldn't get that call. Show it to me. Jordan, Michael Jordan would not get that call. Would not get it. And again, I uh, listen, I'm a spinarkle and I love, I'm a both, I like them both. But I mean, you got to have a little feel of the game. Have a little feel what we're watching here. We've watched these teams bang each other's heads against the wall for 40 minutes. And after 39 minutes and 59 seconds, this is the call they make to end the game? I mean, you got to be, you really got to be kidding me. This can't be it. And I'm, I'm tired of these rules officials because in any sport, and Steratore's all over the place. He's in the NFL. He's this. He's all over the place. But I mean, my God almighty, you're telling me that none of these rules officials ever knock an official. They're afraid to. Even, even Pereira sometimes doesn't do it. They're afraid to. I mean, how about Steratore at least say, you know, guys, it's probably a foul in a normal sequence of events, but at 56-56, if I'm officiating this game, I'm not blowing a whistle. And that is a fair question. And if you think it isn't, I'll give you 30 people who I've heard from, including Barkley, Barkley, including Jay Williams, including Greenberg, including a ton of Mike Miller went nuts. I mean, I give you, I know, I know his kid's on the Creighton team, but I'll give you a million guys that thought this call was a joke. A joke. You don't end regional finals on a ticky tack with a second to go. Case closed. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.